This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother, no spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, Caitlin. How are you? Good. How are you? Fine. Thank you. I have a small amount of snacks this week. Oh, man. The After snacks the crinkles. <laughs> I know, but just like, look, two pretzels and like not even the Bitch, amount of dump chocolate chips I like. Dump oh, yes, them right, out on the counter. <laughs> Caitlin was very, very good in our very um, exciting interview that we had. Yes. But she's profesh. She's back to her old tricks. Anytime it's honestly Pavlovian, like you had said, anytime Mm -hmm. I think about (laughs) this podcast, (laughs) you want to eat. Yeah. Yeah. That's their, that's your snacking time. I get it. Um, Everybody, if you don't know, I'm Kate. And I'm Caitlin. And we make up Hey Beautiful your favorite podcast recapping every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. No spoilers. And today we're talking about We're Not From Here, where Ted does his first and mercifully last Southern accent of the show (laughs) and also drags New Jersey to hell in style. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about what's been going on out in, uh, in the world of How I Met Your Mother. First of all, we did a poll after last week's episode or last time's episode about which other name for tramp stamp is the best. So the options were ho tag, ass <laughs> antlers, and Panama City license plate. Ho tag took it. Ho tag won the Twitter poll. So if you don't want to call it a tramp stamp, go ahead and call it a ho tag. But, you know, not in a slut-shamey way. Yeah, not in a slut-shamey way at all. <laughs> um, we also learned on Twitter who painted the tramp stamp. <sighs> Amazing. I think her name is Jen, uh, and she's the same artist that painted Naked Barney and Naked Marshall in that episode with the portraits. Love so that was work. pretty cool. It's exciting to ask questions and get answers on, on Twitter. So thank you, Craig, for... Putting out the feelers and getting us an answer, if you're listening. Oh my <laughs> um, another cool thing that happened uh, on Twitter recently was a fan commented on the line from Arrivederci Fiero when Lily calls Fiero a tranny car. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it when we did the episode, of course. You can't really just skate over that one. No, no. Uh, and Carter had a, a pretty great response. So he said, it's 12 years later, and still I think about this all the time and regret it. Don't remember who wrote it, but the responsibility's mine. I'm sorry. I love that it. That last bit, the responsibility's mine. Right? <sighs> so evolved. Like, yeah. And I amazing. mean, I, I also said, um, I also said to the the woman, because, you know, we were just talking back and forth a little bit, that because of the internet, culture has moved so quickly in such a wonderful way. Like, things have gotten so much better so fast compared mm-hmm. to 
how long it took people to evolve on a lot of other issues before the internet existed. But it does make watching older TV shows a little trickier, you yeah. know, because there are these things you don't remember happening. And then there it is, Tranny, Oof. in the middle of an episode. But in 2007, it wasn't a universally offensive thing to say outside of people who are trans and their mm-hmm. friends. Like, the the mainstream culture didn't know that yet. Right. You know, Um and also trans people weren't really seen as much as part of society yet. Like they were sort of outliers that were sort of the butt of a joke. So things have changed a lot and it's fantastic. It does make watching older TV shows a little tricky. And that's why we always stop and talk about it a little bit as we go. Because no, it wasn't right. But also we've learned so much. And I think Craig's response was just fantastic. It was it was perfect. And I know that that's not the only issue, like the only instance of things on this show that they feel not great about. And mm-hmm. um, they they're just they're just awesome people. Um, and, yeah, maybe they don't have as much of an excuse for the later episodes, um, like a, an episode in season nine that we will get to. But it is nice to just just to just see a really good apology, you know? Yeah. You don't see that very often. There's always a lot of excuses and explaining and, you know, sort of trying to. um, People make the apology about them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Or like, I'm sorry you were offended. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I hate that one. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. don't, don't He didn't do any of that, which was, which was fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of the show. And uh, we mentioned something just a couple minutes ago about an interview we did. Over on the Patreon this past week, we posted an extra little episode. And in that episode, we gave a clue about a person that we have interviewed who's connected to the show. And that interview is going to be airing with episode nine. Very, very exciting. It was a fantastic time. Caitlin and I could not even Mm -hmm. believe that it happened. We couldn't. The, the information this person gave us and the, the sort of the backstories and um, behind the scenes stuff was just crazy. We talked for almost an hour. I was thinking because we gave a clue about this person on the Patreon that we could give a second clue. What would the second clue be? This person appeared in an episode of season one. I think that's a pretty good clue. That's a great one. Right? Mm-hmm. That's all we're going to say. Better than the one I was going to give. <laughs> Here's a very might as well specific. just tell them who it yeah, is. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so this person, the Patreon folks already have one clue. We're not going to tell you. But if you go back and join, then you'll hear the clue. Mm-hmm. And this person was also in front of the camera acting in an episode of season one. Boom. So yeah, do with that what you will. Start thinking. Maybe write down the clues. We'll give one every episode and you can see, start to put put the pieces together. Get your own little serial killer board going, right? <gasps> Ooh, with lots of red string. So much red string. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. We are now getting uh, like upwards of 10 legendary moments every episode now. Woo-hoo. I'm going to ask that if you have a legendary moment, please send it 
to our email and nowhere else. If you're hearing this, please email us at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. That way they're all in the same place and I don't forget anybody. When Should I'm they put something in collating. the subject to the flag of, it for you? That would be fantastic. The name of the episode would be great. Just like to the today's episode. We're not from here. Um, and that will help me sort of sort everything. So heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Put the name of the episode in the subject line. That'll make my life a whole lot easier, and then you won't be sad if I forget you. And also, if you have a legendary moment for a later episode, you want to send it now, you can go back and search for it a lot easier. Yes, exactly. So going forward, let's make that the rule. I know it's not going to be perfect at first, um, Mm -hmm. but if we can all try to send them to the one place, then I will be able to keep track of them a lot more easily. Yes. And lastly, before we get into the episode, uh, for our Patreon subscribers, we are going to be doing our very first Patreon-exclusive live stream in two weeks uh, ahead of our taping of Third Wheel. So that's currently scheduled for Tuesday, February 19th, probably at... 7.30 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we get closer, we'll nail it down. But that's a chance for you to drop in and say hi to us and ask us questions and um, basically just chat with us before we start taping. Um, and that is for high six patrons and up. So the high six tier and anyone above that will get the Patreon-exclusive live stream access, which will be really fun. So start thinking of your questions for us. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we'll see you there. And we'll we'll remind you between now and then. And that's it. Stay tuned at the end for legendary moments from listeners like you. And let's dive in to We're Not From Here. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Russell and Tish. Thank you both for your legendary support. To become a patron at any level, visit patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. So this is season three, episode two, We're Not From Here. It first aired on October 1st, 2007. The writers are Baze Thomas and also Chris Harris, third guy on board. Mm. And our director, as always, the fantastic Pam Fryman. Yeah. We, got a, we got a good amount of information about Pam Fryman in our... That's an- very exciting interview we did. Don't give it away. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So you can really tell that it's a Bayes and Thomas episode because there is so much going on. Everybody gets their own storyline. It's there's like very defined scenes, moves really fast. There's just, it's a very well-rounded episode and they just do such a great job with it. I just didn't like it though. No? Mm-mm. It felt a little laborious for me to Mm. watch and rewatch and type up notes. And then I, so much so that I was like, maybe it's like the second episode slump for me. Like I hated Purple Giraffe. Oh, but season two, episode two. I can't remember, but I looked it up and I was like, oh, no, I definitely did like that one. And I even was like trying to convince myself I didn't like it so I could make that rule stick. Well, now I need to know what it is. Hang on. Okay. The Scorpion and the Toad. It's a great episode. Yeah, it's, it's a great Lily episode. That's, why, that's yeah. why I was like, oh, I can't hate that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't love um, 
the Barney and Ted storyline was not my favorite. I liked the Robin storyline. There was a lot going on. It was a very Robin episode. Yeah. I would consider that sort of the A plot. And then... Yeah, for sure. Everything else going on was just sort of gravy. Because she's dealing with a lot, and we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, it was sort of fluff around Robin. And I typically enjoy a Ted Light episode. Mm. And I just... Yeah. I don't know. I didn't love it. And yeah, I enjoyed yeah, I watching it, but him. like to have to go back and like think more about the episodes, like I don't. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. We're not going to love every, every episode. Uh-uh. I remember uh-uh. going into that this like thinking. a dolphin noise. I hope it, when you listen to this again, <laughs> I hope it really comes out when you replay this. So we're in the bar and Marshall and Lily tell the gang all about death folders, which Oof. I've never heard about. Me either. I was going to ask you if you have done this. No, yeah. I'm, I feel like I should. Like I've felt like since we got married that I should do a death folder only because of the show. Mm. I'm like, oh man, I really need, we need to get around to doing that death folder. <laughs> I mean, it's a great idea, but I've never heard of anybody doing this. Me either. Right. And okay. so I'm going to look it up. Yeah. No, it's a true thing. It is. Yeah. Yeah, well, like lists of reoccurring automatic payments for your bank account, things like that. That sounds like some real type A shit that I'm. I'm like, yeah, you're like, (laughs) we're sitting down. I'm going to Staples. I'm getting two black folders. Yes, some recommend a safety deposit box. I didn't know those still existed. That's crazy. Mm. Interesting. Well, feel free to nerd out on that. I'm just gonna live on the seat of my pants over here. So as Lily is talking about it, she mentions the kind of things that one might put in the death folder, passwords, ATM codes, and a letter. And as soon as she mentions a letter to your spouse, Marshall looks like he sat on the dog. Like he's he's uncomfortable and agitated. He's like stress. And then as soon as Lily leaves, he drains his entire beer and he didn't realize he was supposed to put in a letter. Shit. So mad at himself. And he feels really bad that he hasn't sat down to write this really mushy letter to Lily. But mm-hmm. meanwhile, we know now that Lily, what her letter sounded like. So it's hilarious that he's feeling so bad about his. Yep. And uh, we find out that when she opens it, she's just going to find some bank statements and funny things to do with his ashes. <laughs> Marshall Brownies? Marshall Brownies. Number six on the list. <laughs> I love it. I would love to know numbers one through five and seven through ten. Right. Right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's got to be ten, right? Wouldn't yeah. just end with Marshall Brownies. No. I, ha- I, f- I feel like it has to be at least ten. Yeah. I, I would be, I mean, it could be right? more. Like anytime you have like a top list, it's ten <laughs> or a hundred, and there's not that many fun things to do with your ashes. <laughs> That's Sorry. true. I mean, he's pretty imaginative. That That is true. If Marshall was my husband, I would just fly to Scotland and sprinkle his ashes in the in the lock. Oh. I actually saw on Instagram, it's this like race thing, like a virtual race. Like you can mm-hmm. do it from anywhere. It doesn't yeah. have to be like at a course with everybody. You can do it on your own time or something. Like, I don't know. I didn't really look that into it, but the medals are crazy. There's a Loch Ness medal. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I thought of Marshall. And there's like yeah, a Bigfoot. Like they're all mystical. Oh, crypto zoo stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Yeah. So that's speaking of Loch Ness, that's what we talked about in our uh, Patreon episode. If you haven't gone to listen to that yet, we talk all about the uh, lost honeymoon tapes that were on YouTube. Oh, so good. Of Marshall and Lily's time in Scotland. So you should go check that out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so Marshall vows he's going to write the letter later that night, and Barney sees his opening to prey on Marshall's superstition. It's so good. It's perfect. And Ted dives right in with one that even made me flinch, and Marshall's not a real person. <laughs> when he's like, if there's one thing we can say with absolute certainty. Yeah. Marshall Erickson is not going to die before writing that letter. Ooh. And then Barney doubles down with, I dare God to smite down this perfectly healthy man. And I, I'm not a superstitious person, but fucking with death. I am a very superstitious person. Like, it's hard for me. Yeah. So I can't even, like, pretend. I know. And I was like, like, how did How did Neil Patrick Harris even say those words? (laughs) I love it. Without fearing wrath being brought down upon himself. Yeah, without being, yeah, he could have been smote. He could have been smote. Smoted? Smote. Yeah. Yeah, smote is past tense, right? Um, So Marshall tries to play it cool for all of five seconds, but then he knocks on wood, pours all over his shoulder, jumps up, spins around around. three times. The only thing he didn't do is spit. (laughs) I was waiting for him to, like, spit on the floor. Um, But he's also very polite, Minnesota boy. He's just the sweetest. I was like, you guys are jerks. He was jerks. He has a couple of those little moments, those mm-hmm. like little kid moments. Um, I love them. Yeah, and then he runs off to write his little letter. Mm-hmm. Gives a little quick wave to Lily. Um, oh, last episode we mentioned Lily's bangs getting weird. So Lily's bang watch—they're still pretty long, looking cute. <laughs> bang watch, twenty nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know the exact episode they turn south. Oh, or go north, I guess. Cause it's shorter. <laughs> yeah. When bangs go north. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. So future Ted reminds us that he and Robin broke up and she needed some time away from her normal life. Her normal home just turns out her normal self. Mm -hmm. And we get a flashback to the Argentinian Robin. (sighs) She's got that shell necklace, the braids. I wrote down the white girl vacation appropriation braids. (laughs) Yeah. Like, have you Don't seen that, that meme of the girl with the braids? And it's like, what did you do over summer vacation? And it's like, shut up, Stephanie. We know you went to the Bahamas. Or we know <laughs> yeah. you went on a cruise. Yep, yep. <laughs> so <sighs> true. Everyone used to do that. I know. Why? Oh, God. Just trying mm-hmm. to be more like the Islanders, I guess. But you white. Go home. You white. Yeah. Go home with your own hair. I mean... I did get the braids. I had them in Aruba for maybe a, maybe like a day because they came out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I just remember the rich girls coming back from vacation with the fucking Yeah, in like February. Braids. Yeah, yep. Like just like burnt scalp. Yeah, <laughs> you peeling. Know? Peeling but no one would say scalp. No one would dare say anything about the flakes of skin. Oh, God. Yeah. Because none of us were cool enough. But enjoy your traction alopecia. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. um, Yeah, so she's just like kind of rambling and having like all sorts of like revelations to nobody in particular. Wondering. Yeah. Just real boring revelations. 
Like, are we just one big shimmering ball of positive energy? Literally every, like, basic enlightened stoner has thought that. And we see Kyle, like, feed her some fish to Kyle. eat. <laughs> Which is gross. And yeah. he says, like, if we run out of fish, I'll catch them with my bare hands. Blah. Whatever. This is one of my favorite parts, though. Suddenly there's a drum. <laughs> Circle and Robin wants everyone to go watch them because they're different every time. <laughs> Bitch, no, they're not. They are precisely the same every, every time, time, which is why that line is just even funnier. Yeah, they're really just like zeroing in on this very specific type of like white American who yeah. like runs away and thinks they're living this very like enlightened life, but it's really just fucking boring. Yeah. Like give her two more weeks. She's not going to think it's the same fucking drum circle every time. <laughs> Because you look around, time. you you look around. It's like all white people except oh, for yeah. Enrique. She's clearly in some sort it's of like, like the beach. Ex, yeah, it's like some expat. Oh my god, the beach! What a movie! What a movie! So good. Um, but yeah, so it's like haunting. What did I say? Um, I, I said that a lot of. I feel like a lot of white people go through this phase, but it's when they're younger. Mm. Like the sort of hippie phase where they like don't care, but they're able to do it because they don't have a ton of responsibilities yet. But Robin's like a full grown adult having this like nervous breakdown in Argentina, you know? Yeah, I feel like I identify a lot with Robin at this stage of my life right now. The hippie dippy part? Yeah. I get no, that. No, not really. No, but I, I want to talk later about the difference between carefree and careless. Oh. Because they're... That's that's what we're starting uh, to see here. Fellow travelers. Exactly. It's starting to like the 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 facade is sort of peeling back yeah. on this on this life. Exactly. Um, a very grass is greener situation. Mm-hmm. Um and then Fucking we get circles. this flash forward to earlier that night at the bar. So we have this flashback and flash forward, but it still mm-hmm. is before the first scene that we had just seen. Yes. More of that time stuff I love. Oh yeah. And Robin is in the bar showing everybody a like legit physical photo album with Aww. pictures posted in it. Super adorable. Remember those? I do. Um, and they're flipping through, and apparently there's a lot of nudity. <laughs> and I want to know where'd she get them printed. <laughs> I knew someone who used to work at Walmart doing the photos, and he said you weren't allowed to give them to the customer. What? Mm-hmm. They had to keep them to the side. Robin is, you know, regaling the group with stories of her travels, talking about how, you know, the Robin who left isn't the Robin who came back. And she's mm-hmm. like, totally a different person now. She drinks bottled water at the bar. Yeah. God. So she doesn't stupid. straighten her hair. Right. I mean, I can get with that trend. Ooh, same. Right? Her hair looks great. Love it. <clears throat> and Barney and Robin kind of go back and forth because he's calling her on her bullshit and she's mm. maintaining that she's evolved. Yeah. And um I feel like this is the same kind of thing as Ted leaving him for relationships. Like mm-hmm. this is Robin becoming less like him because they've yeah. got so much in common and no one's allowed to do that to Barney. Like no. you are not allowed to leave him to go in a different direction with your life because this is his life mm-hmm. and it should make you happy too. And to do otherwise is an affront. To him and to the universe, basically. That was really well summed up. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, in this situation, he's not wrong. Robin is full of shit, but... It was totally full of shit. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, and so like, and then there's some side conversations mm-hmm. while Lily's looking through the album, and she's like, "There's a lot of it's like the Where's Waldo of nudity, but yeah, she said like, there's you don't have any trouble finding Waldo. Like everyone's just yeah. naked. There's a lot of nudity, and they Barney keeps trying to get Ted support, and Ted just mm-hmm. keeps commenting that he's happy that Robin's happy over and over and over. Then girl comes back to the table, and Lily <laughs> gives a warning to use big words because mm. apparently he can't understand them. Yeah. And so they start speaking in like very, you know, sophisticated tier three kind of vocabulary words. Yeah. I said this is an amazing scene about registers in language. Mm-hmm. That's the term they use, at least in French, for like the different levels yeah. of formality. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool. It was cool to see them do this. I love it. Like, yeah. what did Barney say? It's going to return to masticate you in the gluteals. Yep. Yep. And, and I'm just jubilant that my former paramour is jubilant. What's really funny is because they exchanged those words previously a few times. So you get like that rhythm yes. of it. And then Barney asks him again for, you know, some more support. Support my hypothesis, Ted. Yes. That was it. I couldn't remember what it was. Um, so it's just like an extra layer of fun. Mm-hmm. So th- like those pieces of the episode I really enjoyed – Yeah, there was some very witty, fun stuff going on. Yeah, and like you said, the Robin storyline, loved Mm. that. The Ted... uh. Yeah. I just felt like when they were talking like that, they sounded like they were on fucking Dawson's Creek. That's all I could think. Because remember how they talked? Ridiculous. Like when Robin says, my journey was transformative. Like, Dawson or Joey could have, like, said that. Yes. What a pretentious fucking show. I honestly didn't like it and barely watched it because I didn't couldn't relate dawson's a piss baby but anyway yeah um so that's that so that's that scene um upstairs poor <laughs> i killed caitlin a piss baby <laughs> that's my new favorite piss baby uh, and jack wagon are the two i'm bringing Ooh, bringing back look at this jack wagon i never that's used either use of it. them so it's not even bringing back it's just bringing well you're welcome i love it gimme five is also back Guys, give me fives back. Give me fives back. Okay, so upstairs, poor Marshall is writing his death letter to Lily. And we see little ghost Marshall appear in a little in a little cloud in a, a white cloud. shirt. And he's got the hair brushed over the he part so again. Right? And so we've got ghost Marshall reading the letter aloud as Marshall's like writing it and getting choked up. And you see him writing just page after page and he's getting more and more upset. He loves her. Uh, her. His love is higher than the Himalayas and deeper than a Scottish loch. And then <laughs> about 10 pages in, he goes full Marshall. Oh, it's so good. It's furrowed oh, brow. Oh, God. If I die under suspicious circumstances, beware. Trust no one. Not even Ted. Then he takes a minute. Especially not Ted. <laughs> and he's like, and like, the angel marshal is real serious and he's like writing and he's like yeah. shaking his head a little. It's so funny how like they work in tandem. Oh God. So then he finishes it up sweetly and kisses it and puts it in his folder. I love the kiss and like he like barely even like touches it as he slides it in. He's so sweet. Mm-hmm. But he can't help himself. Nope. Because there's Lily's death folder just staring him in the eye and he knows 
that she wrote him a letter because he felt bad that she wrote one and he didn't. And he needs to kind of see if he's on par, right? Right. Yeah. And he opens it up and he gets her ATM pin code, her teacher's pension number, and cancel Vogue L. L. (laughs) Yikes. Oh. So uh, we know a fight's coming. Oh, yes. Potentially the first one of their marriage, unless you have seen the honeymoon videos. And some people argue that it wasn't really Mm. a fight. Yeah, I... (sighs) That's interesting. I would consider this the second. But I think Marshall... When Lily was mad she, in in Scotland, he didn't know she was mad. Yeah. Until she stormed off, and then he was like, "Oh my god, I have to make up for it." Yeah. So, so I would say it was like a fight. Yeah, it was. It was pretty one sided. Dumbly, it should not have been one sided because Marshall should have been paying attention. But he yes. wasn't fighting back. It wasn't intentional. He was just so excited. Yeah. And I think Lily swallowed a lot of it because she knew how excited he was, and then it just exploded. But yeah. they clearly made up. So I'd say this is the the first real one because they're both mad at each other. Yeah. At McLaren's, we see male Gale with a crowd of women <laughs> all around him. Thank you for just going through the Rolodex of his names in this final episode with him. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, and he's telling a story about how he was attacked by the shark mm. and you're know, supposed to punch in the nose, but he looked at it and said, Brother Shark, we're same, part of the same Earth Mother, blah, blah, blah. That's all he remembers until he was at the hospital. So clearly was attacked. Fucking he idiot. He's an idiot. And Ted and Barney are just, I think I said Marshall in the beginning. I don't know. I don't know. T- I don't know. Sorry if I did. Ted Marshall's and Barney. <laughs> no. Ted and Barney are just like all pissed off looking at him. Yeah. Marshall's there. He'd be sitting with his chin in his arm, you know, resting. Oh, with the girls. Yeah, with the girls, totally. Loves uh, Male Gale. Male Gale's so courageous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, be- he would believe that he talked to a shark. Absolutely. I, of anybody yeah, sitting yeah. around that table, he would He'd believe that story the most. It up. Eating it up. Right Eating out of his hand right like a hand. mango. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of the fruit. <laughs> I love he's, like, taken aback by... Oh, yeah. He's like, that's it. That's mm. enough. Um, Yeah, so they realize that, you know, every woman is hanging on his every, like, mispronounced Mm. word because he's from out of town. So he doesn't even have to try. And then Ted realizes, plus there's that automatic out of having to leave in a few days. So you're only Mm. in town for a short while. Barney gets this look on his face and mentions, I always wanted to go visit. And then we cut to a skyline of New York City. Huh. How this about is, that? This is feeling um, very Liberty Bell. Yes. You know? Um, but before we move on to that scene, I did want to mention that you can sort of see here the, like we said, the, like the facade falling mm. on Gael because I feel like last episode, if he, has, if he had told this story, it wouldn't have had a punchline to it mm. because he was still like this Adonis, right? But now mm. he's clearly a moron who yes. tried to talk to a shark in the water. Like, so it's the magic is starting to wear off for us and Robin a little bit because he's not really new anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls around him buy it, but it's like the drum circle's always new. Like when you're new, yes, the fucking drum circle's always new. So exactly, we're starting to see things fall apart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, out on the street... Yeah, out on the these, street we have these, these tourists. 
these tourists, you know, a couple of guys from uh, a small town in France, Ted comes up with. <laughs> but Barney quickly fucks it up when two girls walk by and he, he says, well, howdy, Ugh. and asks what street the Statue of Liberty is on. Oh, Barn. He plays it so well. And he's suited down. Mm-hmm. This is one of the few times he one doesn't have a suit on. Yeah. I don't know if we're still tracking that, but... Meh, whatever. Someone else tracked it. It's fine. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Um, but he is no longer Bernie Stinson, but he is Ignatius Peabody <laughs> Nobel from East, East Westerton, Westerton. <laughs> Missouri. I love it so much. Uh, and this is his friend, Ted. <laughs> and they have these really, like, earnest accents. It's bad. I literally do not know what Josh Radner would have done if they had gone with South of France. No. I feel like I don't accents aren't his thing, and that would no, have been they are not. real hard to watch. It, it was hard to listen to for like the 0.4 seconds. Right. But meanwhile, I feel like Neil Patrick Harris would somehow know the dialect of southern France and like do a perfect like Niçoise accent. Do you know oh, what I sure. mean? Like yeah. just would fucking nail it. He would just it. pull it out of his hat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. What's my favorite part is, hi, Lindsay. <laughs> I love I have so a, much. I have a f- more favorite one than that coming up in another scene. Awesome. And yeah, somehow without exchanging any sort of information, they agree to meet the following day after lunch. Weird. But what then they that? go. Then they go to Tater no. Skins. <laughs> yeah. Then they go to lunch. Post lunch. It's not lunch. It's fucking Tater Skins. <laughs> oh my god. That is so weird. Skins with a Z. <laughs> and it's a chain. Fuck you. I feel like today it would have been like Guy Fieri's Times Square restaurant, oh my god. right? <laughs> That's the level of what these is girls. dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to Tater Skins. We'll get to Tater Skins. Oh, we will get there. So the girls not only say they're going to meet him, meet them tomorrow after lunch, but. Barney suggests oh, McLaren's. Yeah. And the girls are like, mm, it's kind of a lamb bar. And, and Ted starts <laughs> to like fight them. Ted almost blows it. Defending McLaren's. Bless his little heart. I know. He's so sweet. But I'm thinking in the long run, Ted, you don't want these girls in your bar. So just fucking no. be cool. Like before you even know they're from New Jersey, do you really want girls that you banged and said you were leaving town to like love your bar and always be no, there they'll blow up his spot yeah man gotta think ahead only barney knows how to do it yeah lily and robin are at the bar i guess while the boys are out doing this and we get this classic hymium trope of people acting way too happy about something when they're miserable because uh, lily asks about gael and robin says things are great and fantastic and awesome and lily says oh that's one too many True. Yeah. And so we get some flashbacks of stuff that Robin used to love on vacation that are driving her nuts now, like eating with your hands. It was fruit, you know, a little piece of pineapple in Argentina, maybe a mango. A mango. A mango. Um, But in New York, it's fucking spaghetti on the sofa. So Gael has one speed. Sofa, sofa, sofa. Yeah. Gael has one speed and is is just not not keeping up. Clearing off tables to have sex with her, but then in New York, he fucking just knocks her laptop across the room. Not cute. It's funny. It's different when it's your stuff that gets fucked up and not Mm. some random household's stuff. Um, 
But Gael doesn't care. He doesn't care that it's your stuff. He doesn't acknowledge. None of it's his stuff. Yeah, he doesn't acknowledge stuff, right? And um, Lily says maybe she's going back to the person she was, and Robin doesn't want to be that person again. So she's, and here I don't think she's talking really about like the angry New Yorker workaholic person she was. It's to me more like I don't want to be the person who let her guard down and got into a relationship. I don't want to be the person who couldn't make it work with this perfect guy, right? That everyone was like, he's perfect. He's perfect for you. For some reason, it still didn't feel right to her. Yeah. Um, She doesn't want to be that person who isn't as far along in her career as she thought she would be. So it's like, I'll just stop caring about everything instead of dealing with the disappointments in my life. And this is, I think this is like where all the good Robin stuff is happening, like so much character development, because she's clearly just trying to ignore all the stuff that she, that was going on in New York. And now she can't because she's there. Mm -hmm. And she ran away to Argentina to prove that she could do it because she mentioned it in the breakup. So it's like she had to call her own bluff and also to, you know, put on someone else's skin and live an uncomplicated life for a while and... That's a th- possible thing to do on vacation because you're in a fucking vacuum. You know, you're not paying bills. You're not um, dealing with people you care about. You don't have to worry about work or bad memories or anything. So she's back in New York and it's not a vacuum and she doesn't right. know what to do. And But she decides she's going to swallow all of that, which is a great idea. So right, Caitlin? So healthy. So healthy. So great. Um and recommit to living like Gael, but and to go with the flow, but that's not what this—that's not what this is, and that's not what going with the flow genuinely means. So we'll see how well that goes for her. So we see, you know, this evolving Robin in the shower, <laughs> and uh, let's see—I said male Gail, girl Kyle, Kyle. I think he got them all. I think it. All right. Yeah. Well. We saw Kyle, <laughs> and he comes in to pee. And, you know, normally Robin wouldn't be okay with that. But now that she's a changed woman, she is. And as a matter of fact, why doesn't he just come in and join her once he's finished? And mm. she walks out, and it's some random dude. Yep, with his dick out in her bathroom. With his dick out, yeah. And she's totally naked, too. Mm-hmm. And then so she comes into her living room trying to, like, pull on a robe, and... She sees it's full of strangers mm-hmm. who will be saying, how do you say indefinitely? And um, uh, that place must fucking reek. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> they seem like a grubby bunch. Yeah. A natural yeah. deodorant bunch. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Or just even like no deodorant, honestly. It. Looks like a nightmare. What's happening over there? Did you drop a chocolate chip? No, I actually didn't drop a chocolate chip. My um, my foot fell asleep. Oh shit! Yeah. Fuck. Do you need to stand up? No, I just moved it, and now I'm okay. Okay. All right. Get that blood flow back. (laughs) Um. So this is where I wanted to talk about the difference between carefree and careless. Yeah. Um. Because they really often look the same at the beginning because you're not looking a whole lot at the other person. You're just kind of enjoying the fact that you don't have to think hard about hard things. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
pretty soon things are going to come up because you're a human and because you have relationships with people and, you know, responsibilities. Stuff's going to come up that you need to deal with and care about. And that's when you notice if the person you're with is careless. And I've been there. Like, I dated somebody between my last serious relationship and this one um, who was a fucking blast. A lot of fun, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But when the rubber hit the road, she wanted... She she didn't want to think about it or process it or talk about anything real because she wasn't really carefree. Mm -hmm. It was that she just didn't want to care about anything. Like, it was too... It felt too heavy. It was too much. Mm. And so be careful, everybody. Be careful when you find a carefree person because if they're too carefree, that means they're, like, detached. It feels exhausting, though, mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. like, to think about being that way. Well, yeah, because it's denial. It's not yeah. really – you're not really carefree. No one's ca- – you can't be carefree. You're connected to this world. And if you're not, you're fucking selfish. And that's clearly what's happening here. Um, yep. Gael doesn't give a shit about Robin. He invited these people into her space, assuming that the rules were the same. He has never checked in with her. He has no interest in learning about her. He just wants to be Gael everywhere he goes. Yep. He's a fucking drifter and thinks that his way of living is the best way. So I say goodbye, Gael. I don't want no scrubs. Bye, male Gael. Bye. Yeah, take all your scrubs with you, too. God. (laughs) This apartment stinks. In the apartment, Lily asks Marshall to sign yet another thank you. And Marshall notes that this thank you is double-sided. And it's to someone they aren't really close with. Marshall's, like, third cousin and is thanking them for a blender. And Marshall is offended. I mean, if she loves that blender so much, why doesn't she just marry it? (laughs) <laughs> and Lily points out that she can't because she's already married to him and that's how they got the blender. <laughs> and he does that little shucks kick. Yeah. Why don't you just marry it? Like he did in Life Among the Gorillas. I love that little kick. Those guys are jerks. Yeah. I love it. And so they start to argue, um, you know, that she would write so much and she wouldn't write anything to him in the death folders note. Yep. And he's about to storm out and they almost take like this little mini break to acknowledge that it's their first fight as a married couple. Yeah. And then Marshall does this like awesome spin move as he shuts the door. I love it. Cause he's still fucking pissed and I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, man. But also I don't blame Lily for being mad that he opened the letter. Cause she just yeah, wasn't but- done with it yet. I don't, do you really think that's true? Yeah, she just, she ha- she couldn't think of bring herself to write it. I mean, she said that. You thought she was never going to write it? Did she? I think she did. I think she put it somewhere else. Well, then what's the point of the death folder? Because she, she would have put it in there, but Marshall would fucking read it. Uh, so here's what I would do. I would have two folders. Mm, right? So when you open the first one, it'd be like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. I can't believe you did this. Inside is the true death letter, like the death letter for the death folder. Oh, I see. And like, I can't believe you did this. Please don't open this until I die. (laughs) Again. Again. It's just three of those. It's like a Russian doll. Yeah, it's a Russian doll. And the inside, (laughs) the last one is just like the poop emoji (laughs) with their face on it. Like, this is you. This is you. This, you're garbage. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Well, I lo- and I love when Marshall says, "If you- next time you write something that short, at least have the courtesy to make it rhyme." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So future Ted pops in to let us know that when you're in New York City, oh, there's so many amazing things to see and do. Mm-hmm. But of all of those things, all those places to take a tourist, Colleen and Lindsay oh. took us, took them to Tater Skins with oh. a Z, which is their favorite restaurant in the city. Like, yikes. I feel like you could just like uh, close your eyes, get on a fucking subway, get off at any stop in New York City and find a restaurant better than a fucking chain. Yeah. Except Sbarro. I really like Sbarro. You too. But I mean, the pizza everywhere is amazing. Like no matter where you eat it in New York, like you're going to find a great, a great slice. But I also enjoy Sbarro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like shitty chains have their place. Okay, then what's your favorite shitty chain? Let's talk about this. Pizza Hut. Ooh. Pizza Hut, 100%, no hesitation, hands down, all the way, all the time. Pizza Hut. Stuffed crust or no? No stuffed crust. I like a stuffed crust if I have something to dip it in. I'm not eating it with the pizza. Oh, yeah. I'm treating it more of like a, a cheesy bread. Yeah. And also kind of when you realize it's like a string cheese in there, it's a little weird. It's weird. It's, it's never melty much. enough. Yeah, it's, it's you just a like you much. bite and then you have to like bite down a little harder. <laughs> it's like two layers. It's like inception of crust. Yeah, um, I yeah no love Pizza Hut so fucking much. I think mine is Olive Garden. Shut the fuck up. I hate Olive Garden. Like their Alfredo is delicious. I don't want to hear it. I love their fucking breadsticks. <laughs> okay, I love their salad. Okay. We're just going to have to agree to disagree because I love you too much to have our friendship die on this hill. I make my own sauce. I make my own spaghetti. Like, The general consensus in this house is that people who like Olive Garden are trash. Yeah, but you've also said that about key lime pie. So I'm just like double trash. Oh, all right. Then I'm totally okay with you loving Olive Garden. Because I'm trash? No, because you love key lime pie and I'm okay with that too. Oh, I I thought because I liked key lime pie, I was trash. Well, generally people who do are trash, but you're, <laughs> that, that rule doesn't apply to you. I am, I am the exception to both rules. I yeah. No, I mean, I have, I like OG. Okay. I love the Andy's candy at the end of the meal. <laughs> Did you grow up with Italian parents? No. That, there you go. They're fucking Irish, man. I mean, my mom makes a killer sauce, but that's about it coming out yeah. of that house as far as Italian food goes. But it was also like a huge deal when our town got an Olive Garden. Do you remember and that? I never understood why. Oh my god! So I, I think I, it's just like a nostalgia thing. But okay. love the fettuccine, fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah, <laughs> you will literally never get me to say <laughs> a to nice with thing. You. A nice thing about OJ or a nice thing. Yeah, no, it's fine. Well, it's fine. no. You do get unlimited salad and breadsticks, and I can get behind that. Yeah, man. I don't like their breadsticks or salad, but I can get behind that idea. (gasps) With the the little fresh cheese on top. Anyway, this is way too much about Olive Garden for half of us hating it. So let's move along. Anyway, tater skins, which we can both agree is for trash people. Um, Barney is loving how easy this is, but Ted is fucking dying 
He hates it. His brain is melting out both of his ears because this is not him. He is not Barney. He can't just go for someone's outside appearance. They're fucking dumb (laughs) and he can't handle it. There's nothing behind it. They know nothing about the city and it's a city Ted loves so much. So this is just like all wrong. Barney gets Ted to rally for one more hour and they get invited to a party. So it seems like it's hopefully turning around because a party in New York, it can't be terrible. Right? Right? Mm. One of my favorite parts was nice. Hey, nice. Hey, nice. I knew that was going to be your favorite. Hey, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Hey, nice. He's just like so simple. Just turns it right on. And his his accent is like fucking Georgia. Yeah. It's not Missouri, but that's fine. That's, that's okay. Fine. It's better than Ted's. Better than Ted's. I'm glad he's abandoned it altogether and just let Barney do all the talking. So back at Robin's apartment, she decides to have, you know, just a few GFHLs, you know, guidelines <laughs> for harmonious living, you know, to, and that will just help her, you know, stay in touch with that freer side of her life, but also kind of keep the peace with like her need to like have some control. Mm. And so she tells her fellow travelers, uh, <clears throat> That pee-pee goes in the toilet. The toilet is for pee-pee. I love that so much. (laughs) And how marijuana is illegal, even when baked into a blueberry muffin that someone might have eaten before she went on the news. (laughs) And she, like, ends up, like, looking at her hand and, like, making a comment on that. That's a weird hand. That's not something to say on the air. No, (laughs) no. And then three, she wants everyone to keep the noise to a minimum because she's still pretty baked. And I love that she says it like that. I know. Poor little Robin. Um, her life is out I, of control. Edibles are not. I don't envy <sighs> her. Got to be careful with them edibles. Mm-hmm. That's Yaza. what I hear. Yeah. Um, also, I think it's really important to note that throughout this entire little interaction, nobody is listening mm-hmm. to Robin. Not even a little bit. No. I thought these were supposed to be people that like care about each other, but no, they just give a sh- they just care about themselves. They're all fucking aimless. Yep. Cut your hair and get a job. That's what Little I say. Piece of shit. Capitalist Kate says, yeah. "Get a fucking job." Yeah, you hippies, you <laughs> co- you communists. <gasps> Barney is doing a great job putting on the act in the cab, um, but Ted notices they're heading in a strange direction, um, and he asks why they're going that way. And he seems to know a lot about the city for someone who's never been there. Now he thinks he knows all the street names. We've been watching too much Steinfeld. (laughs) Turns out the party is in the South Bronx late at night. And the four of them coming into the South Bronx, like those girls with their fucking jewelry and purses, like they're just like, and clearly not from the South Bronx. Like nothing about them says like, I am comfortable here. Like they're just targets. And wherever the party ends up seems to be in a very sketchy area and Ted calls it. He says, we're going to get mugged, and they fucking do. Yep. There were three of them. Two of them had guns. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Ted got a black eye. Like, oh, he yeah. He got fucking punched in the face or maybe hit with a gun. Who knows? But it was uh, it was a lot. And meanwhile, Barney's still trying to keep it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, it's crumbling out from under them. Back in the apartment, Marshall and Lily start to make amends with Lily promising to write a real letter this time. And 
Marshall asks her to throw in a little bit of some dirty stuff, mm-hmm. but Lily tells him that she'll make it all dirty and throw in a little bit of the clean stuff. And he asks her to take some Polaroids. <laughs> what a doll. Right? And off she goes. Yep. And back in the South Bronx, Barney is so committed to the bit, he tells the cops that, yes, he was mugged, but he only had traveler's checks. Oh, my God. I love his commitment to the bit. Even in front of authority, just like in The Taste of Liberty when he was yeah. saying, I'm an important international businessman. And he like would just kept sticking to that story. Yep. To fucking so Homeland good. Security, he was saying that. Oh, my God. Barney still wants to get laid by these idiots, and he reminds Ted how good, thank God we're alive, sex is. Ted, does, has Ted forgotten how to jerk off? Because, like, he could just go home and do that. Like, you do that and your head clears up. It's like, it's a, it's a magical thing. It's really a magical thing. It, it really is. Like, if you're about to, like, call your ex or text them, just jerk off. I promise. Yeah. A little you'll, fat. You'll, you'll feel better. You'll feel better. Nothing good ever happens when you're backed up. How about that? It's an addendum to Mrs. Mosby's rule. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so they try they try to, like, pull it back, and the girls invite them back to their apartment, and they're like, yeah, score. <laughs> but then Ted asks where they live, and it turns out not the West Village. West Orange, oh. New Jersey. And this is the first time we see... Ted really lace into New Jersey. He has a full meltdown. I mean, it's it's been coming all day because he's mad at Barney. He's mad at himself. Now he's yep. mad at these girls for lying and taking them to a dangerous part of the city because they don't know any better, right? And his, they're from New Jersey. Yeah, and his like his little speech is amazing. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> it's not pretty much New York. You're not pretty much New Yorkers. You know, it's bad we lie, but it's worse to lie about being from New York because this is the greatest city in the world, and you have to earn the right to call yourself that. So crawl mm-hmm. back into the open sewer drain you call the Holland Tunnel and flush yourselves back to pretty much New York because I'll do a lot to get laid, but I am not going to New Jersey. Woof. I love the screed. I love I love this moment from Ted. Oh, it's the it's amazing. It's incredible. Um Barney still tries to stay committed to the bit. Well, <laughs> you're I, not from Missouri. I will be a monkey's uncle. <laughs> but no. And after all that, they can't even get a ride out of the South Bronx because the police officer Newark, born and raised. <laughs> yes. Whoop, whoop. Fucking love that guy. Perfect. He goes right back in, yep. He's right like, back in his cop car and goes you. away. Takes the Jersey. stranded. Yep, takes yeah. the Jersey girls out, leaves the boys behind. Back in Robin's apartment, she is awakened to the sound of drums. <laughs> and she's just kind of had it. So she goes oh, out into the. But I thought they were different every time. Apparently they are not. <laughs> Apparently not back in the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. And so she goes out into the living room and we see Vacation Robin drumming. Mm. And we find out she's the one who's been leaving sand everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Robin has this conversation with herself, really. Yeah. And she realizes that Vacation Robin sucks and is lame and 
is really not her. Mm-hmm. She's just, it's just Vacation Robin trying to get away from a breakup. Yeah. And then this is this incredible scene. Mm-hmm. Robin, number two, stands up and gets close and says, don't you want to go back? And real Robin says, what are you doing? <laughs> and Robin, number two, leans in and says, shh, let this happen. <laughs> It's so strange, and I love it. They I do, love they it do so it much. Well. It, yeah, she's really great at this. Like mm-hmm. the like, it's different every time, and the shh, let this just love. She's so yeah because she doesn't know that we're laughing at her. Like she's so yeah. earnest about being this evolved person. Like she just isn't has no self consciousness at all about yeah. it, and it's just amazing. It's so good. Love it, love it, love it. Um, but then Robin jumps awake, so you realize that you know it was a dream in case maybe you were a little confused. Mm-hmm. Um, but she still hears the drums, and she goes out there, and she sees them drumming away, and she has fucking had it. Mm-hmm. And so she tells everyone to go out, like, get out. She's had enough, but no one listens. Yeah. So she runs into her room, opens the bedside table, the drawer, and... Uh, Grabs her gun and then everyone's gun, huge gun, huge handgun. And everyone scatters and someone yells, you know, Michael Moore was right about Americans, which is a (laughs) bowling for Columbine reference to which that, uh, you know, Robin shouts that she's Canadian. They just really nailed these pretentious assholes so well. Mm -hmm. I just love it. I love it so much. Um, So then we see Robin slide into the bar. Oh, wait, but then she breaks up with Gael. Oh, oops. I don't have anything. Oh, so she walks it back into her bedroom and Gael's awake because she's like screaming and he asks her if she's okay and they break up while the English version of his song from last time plays. That's all. There's just a little moment that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, but it's kind of important that they break up and yeah. I don't know why I don't have any. It's one of those times I think where I stopped taking notes. Well, you felt I had to like it was a lot over. of breaks. Yeah. Huh? It kind of felt over. Like, you're like, yeah, and then they break up. It was, like, kind of inevitable. So, yeah, so we see Robin slide into the bar, similar to our entrance on the Patreon welcome video. Mm. And she still has that wavy, relaxed-looking hair, but definitely looks decidedly more Robin Scherbatsky, as we know and love her. Yeah. Um, She tells Barney that Vacation Robin was in her dream again, and Barney kind of perks up and says, listening. And I love the way she just, like, delivers this line so matter-of-factly. She's like, this time we went all the way. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'll tell you what. Like, that girl may be Sandy, but she knows what I like. <laughs> I love it. I love her beautiful green sweater vest. Mm, me too. She looks adorable. She looks so good in green. And yeah. I actually love the sweater vest on her. Um, and she's got her scotch back. Yeah. And Barney has his friend back. And he doesn't do, like, an, a told you so or anything. He just... Welcomes He's her back. He's just happy to have her yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. Welcomes her right back into the fold. Hmm. It's really sweet. Because he knows what a great wing woman she can be, too. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. my voice is, like, starting to go. Yeah, we're almost done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so sometime later, Lily has written the letter. Yes. She makes Robin... Uh, makes Robin. Makes Marshall promise he won't open it. And he swears. And then future Ted fucks with us. Because I remember the first time I saw this and how sad I was that I knew when Lily was going to die. Yeah. He says, 22 wonderful years of marriage, he kept his promise until November 1st of last year, when sadly, dot, 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 
He opens it, and it's Heaven Lily yelling, Busted! I knew you'd read it. And he's so pissed. At first, he's just confused because you think that Lily has died, and this is all that she ever wrote to him. Yeah. He's, like, looking on the back, and he's, like, looking in the envelope, and he's just so hurt and confused. But then he yells, Lily, and she fucking comes in from the other room. And she she looks like Annie Potts, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. They both look very old. Um, <sighs> I know. And part of me wonders, because we do see a lot of, like, older them in the later seasons. And I don't remember if this time frame they looked this old. I feel like anytime anyone's aged up, they always fuck it up. Like you don't ever look that much older. Yeah, but they do a lot of they do a lot of aging them forward, obviously, to like in season nine, right? Yeah, yeah, no, they just they look very old. They look here. really old here, and I think they scaled that back in the in the later seasons. Yeah. But um Marshall's bald. Marshall loses his hair. We learned that. I love the newspaper clipping in the background. What did it say? It's, it says NYC lawyer captures Nessie. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. So that's that's canon. Is that he found and captured Nessie? Yeah. Oh, and, um, I never noticed that. Yeah. So I'd seen it in on the interwebs, and it said like I thought they said like captured photo of Nessie. So I went back and I watched the end of the scene hmm. um, right right before we hopped on. Um, FaceTime. Obviously, we FaceTime. We have to watch ourselves. I yeah. mean, each other <laughs> while duh, we record. Duh. Um, and yeah, so I watch it and I saw, like, it says, like, YC, and then you see, like, lawyer, and it looks like most of captures, and then Nessie, and then you see that, like, picture that you always see. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe he did on the honeymoon video. Maybe yeah. he, they did actually get it on camera. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Which is why it definitely wouldn't be their first fight. Right. True. Very true. Um, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so he's pissed. She comes out, and he's like, oh, there's not even any Polaroids in here. And she says, fine, I'll go take them now. So like, I don't want them now. It's so rude. <laughs> I love this exchange. She's like, what's that supposed to be? He's like, what? Nothing. You're nothing. You're beautiful. <laughs> so oh. good. So freaking good. And it's the way... Like, the, the timing of the, I don't want him now. Yeah. Like, it's so quick. Like, it's so, like, he doesn't even realize right. he's saying it. So why would I, why would I want them now? You're fucking old. <laughs> like, that wasn't the point, Chloe. <laughs> the point was when you were in your fucking prime, bitch. Oh, yeah. Marshy Marsh. So that's, we're not from here. Um, I wrote down a couple notes about the title. Just thinking of what it meant for this episode. Mm-hmm. There's the obvious one, right? Barney and Ted pretending yep. to be out of towners. There's Gael and the Travelers. Um, and then there's the New Jersey girls, too, which I hadn't mm-hmm. really thought about. But they're not from New York. And they're no. lying and saying that they're from New York. So it's a lot of deception, right? Yeah. Um, Robin's trying to act like she doesn't fit in New York. Everyone's sort of like foreign. Um Except for Marshall and Lily, their storyline's kind of very separate. Mm. But it's okay. It fills out the episode, and it was cute. And I kind of like that Marshall and Lily get to have small problems right now. Yeah. After last season, like I said last time, it's just nice to watch them sort of figuring out marriage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And not feeling like their relationship is in fucking jeopardy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's nice. Uh, Well, I remember before watching it that I thought I really didn't like this episode. I was like, this is probably going to be one of my top dislikes for the season. Yeah. But 
I thought it was pretty sweet. And I forgot the death folder storyline, which is cute. And mm. I think I was just thinking about the, the Ted and Barney, which is just... Me too. Ugh. Same. But I did enjoy the Robin piece yes. because I do like knowing more about her. Yeah, we don't get a ton of Robin episodes early no. on. So this is this was cool to see a lot of her and seeing her working through... Um, the remains of the relationship because we saw Ted, well, we started to see Ted doing it a little bit. Robin seemed to have been like completely moved on. So it's nice to see her being human as much as she tries to avoid it. Yeah. You know, I am very, very, very obsessed with the denim Bermuda shorts and the elbow length sleeve t-shirt Robin wears when Gael tries to feed her spaghetti on the couch. Oh yeah. That's a look. Oh, that's obsessed. Really, really cute. Yeah, that would be that or hey, nice. Hey, nice. Or nice. Hey, nice. Hey, nice. That All right. would be. Those are like my two top. Those are your legendary moments. moments. All yeah. right. Um, let's read everybody else's. Sure. Yeah. We got a bunch. I think we have eleven. Thank you guys so much. This is insane. Um, Mm -hmm. So the first one comes from one of our patrons, Tish. Heard about her at the top of the episode. Thanks, girl. Uh, Tish says, legendary moment is Marshall doing all those superstitious things to ward off death. It was just so funny to me. So cute. Very good one, Tish. Thank you. And just Mm. remember, all of our patrons get their emails and messages read in their entirety. Um, When we have this many, we do cut other people's down just to make sure we have the the nugget of legendary moment. Our next one is from Philippe. I think it's Felipe. Uh, all right. Sorry, Felipe. Or if please tell me how to pronounce your name correctly because names are really important. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my first legendary moment is from We Are Not From Here. It's the beginning of the episode when the boys are making fun of Marshall's superstitions and his reaction to this. I'm a Brazilian living in Portugal and I want to thank you for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Felipe. We're so glad you're listening. And thank you for sending in a legendary moment. That's so great. Yeah. You're the best. Send us another one. Yeah. All right. The next one is from our buddy Dan in the UK. And since he's a patron, I'm going to read his whole email. Mm -hmm. He says, this is another great episode. Three complete storylines. That's right. He says, my legendary moment is Robin's personal development. Oh, we're on the same page, Dan. She has been struggling to reboot since the breakup with Ted and lost herself with Gael. Puke emoji. But here (laughs) she finally breaks free of the gravitational pull, nice, of both Ted and her rebound guy. And she has the ability, rare, to choose to retain a little bit of what she wants from this place. An auto-erotic happy place. (laughs) (laughs) Robin, fully in charge of herself. Awesome. Very true. P.S. You once talked about the drivers for each character in each episode. I think that would be a great thing to revive, as long as it's interesting. My take here, Robin has a clear driver in this episode to recover her sense of self. For Barney, it's the usual sex. For Ted, it's to forge, or it is to forget Robin. The little boy in Marshall wants to skip to the last chapter of the book of Marshall and Lily and check that she still loves him. Aw, and Lily is too scared to face up to the inevitability of death. These are such profound things, but they are all wrapped up in a cloak of hilarious comedy. Genius. 
That was beautiful. Right? This was very yeah. insightful. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to talk more about the character motivations when we do the episodes. Um, yeah. We did a good amount of it this this time because there was so much character development with Robin, but we'll definitely um, pay more attention to that going forward. Thanks, Dan. Our next one is from another patron, Bobby. Bobby writes, hello, Kate and Caitlin. I'm not a huge fan of this episode. Same. <laughs> the scene with regular Robin and vacation Robin really creeps me out. Okay, not same. Not same on that. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I do like the first reference we get to the running gag of Ted hating New Jersey. Mm. I love that he just went off when he realized the women were from pretty much New York. Because I will do a lot to get laid, but I will not go to New Jersey. Thanks, ladies. I hope you're staying warm. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Bob. Oh, my voice just totally. God, girl. Thanks, Bobby. Um, yeah, I think I agree with Bobby. I think Ted's Ted's uh, screed about New Jersey is is something I've memorized, and I have just always loved it. So to me, that's that's the mm. legendary moment. Even if I didn't love the storyline, and I really loved Robin this whole episode, it's that moment on the street in South yeah, Bronx for me. Um, the next one comes from Julie, who is the co-host of How I Met Your Friends podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, Julie says, it has to be Robin and the huge ass gun she uses to scare off all the squatting travelers. For being Canadian, she sure plays well into some fabulous American stereotypes. That was an exceptionally large gun. Um, and it was perfect. So good one, Julie. Um, their next A legendary moment comes from another patron, Ryan. Ryan writes, hi, ladies. I've got to say, this isn't one of my personal favorite episodes Mm. of the show. Mm. Consensus. Yes. It's just kind of meh for me. So I had to really think to come up with a legendary moment for this one. But I definitely don't dislike it. If I had to pick one, it'd have to be the way Barney tries to save the bamboozle after Ted blows their cover with the (laughs) New Jersey rant, which is an incredibly close second. The way NPH just goes, you're not from Missouri? Well, I'll be a monkey's unk. <laughs> just gets me every time. You got to admire Barney's tenacity to make the save. Was it a bamboozle or more of a flim flam? <laughs> anyway, happy to share again and hope I can keep a perfect record going. So glad the Patreon is winding up and can't wait until next time. Your Twitter pal, Ryan. Bye. Bye. Oh, thanks, Thanks, Ryan. Ryan. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we have one from our buddy in India, Abha. She says, I love the idea of making a death folder and writing a letter for your partner. I'm totally going to steal it. And my favorite part of the entire sequence is when Lily makes Marshall promise that he wouldn't open the letter until she's dead. And then he does, but she's still alive. Thanks, Abha. Susan writes, future Marshall reading Lily's note is my legendary moment for this episode. <laughs> you almost think she's actually died, and then she enters the scene. Classic hymnium. They fuck with us bad, don't they, guys? I know. <sighs> All right, next up is our friend Allie, who's also a patron. And Allie says, Robin is my legendary moment for this episode. She learns a tough lesson, but her comedy is on point. Her being baked was probably my favorite. <laughs> Followed by her gun toting and having to explain she's Canadian. And uh, side note, Kate, side note, she ex- has to explain it to Vacation Robin as well as. Yeah, oh, I forgot <laughs> that part. That was the best part. That's so funny. It was so American. So yeah, she's American. like, John. So American. She sounds like a fucking valley girl. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Allie's letter. I also love the two Robins for a way of dealing with fantasy versions of ourselves. Ooh. 
We should try to remember to appreciate who we are and incorporate the pieces of our fantasy selves that make the most sense. Very insightful. Why is everyone so smart tonight? I love it. So smart. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're coming from my job. Like, <laughs> Caitlin's feeling a little hot under the collar. Like, She's sweating. Oh. She's sweating. <laughs> She's going to be like, Bench pressing. They, they won't eat snacks. She's gonna. She's gonna be bench pressing like two box sets, trying to trying to stay fit, trying to stay ahead of you guys. Um, Doing crunches, holding the box sets <laughs> like a like a weight or medicine ball. I love it. All right. Oh. So the next one is from our fantastic friend in South Africa. Tanya, and she's also a patron. She says, "Hello, ladies. How's it?" which is apparently South Africanism for y'all. Hope you are having a fabulous Sunday. Uh, The legendary moment for this episode is in the cold open when Marshall does all those rituals because he is scared that he is going to die before he writes his death letter. Jason Siegel is so cute, and I always love how hard he is trying not to laugh when he calls Ted and Barney jerks. Love, love, love it. Yeah, because he's just gotten done like spinning around. Mm. Um, that's all for now, kids. And one last this and one last thing. Robin, what goes on tour stays on tour, especially sexy Latino lovers, especially <laughs> guitar playing, laminated card carrying masseuses who can sing like an angel. Ta-ta for now, love, Sista T. That's right. Leave vacation dick where it belongs on vacation. Our last legendary moment comes from Russell. He's another one of our beloved patrons and he writes hey beautiful ladies my legendary moment for this episode is marshall's death letter to lily classic russell good one russell yeah very good we definitely had some consensus in there um yeah. not a great episode not a great episode but some great moments like it some was great moments strong robin episode um so what's your what's your final on the ledge mom caitlin definitely that outfit I can't get it out of Robin's my head right now. Robin's outfit in the sofa yeah. spaghetti scene. Yep. Is your legendary. I can't legendary. get it out of my head right now. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and mine is Ted yelling about New Jersey, which comes back to bite him in the ass not too long from now, but we'll just leave that there. Mm-hmm. Put a pin in it. Um, all right. So that's it. I just wanted to mention that there is a blog post called uh, Just Visiting. (laughs) And it's, I love this line. If you can stomach walking around dressed like someone's dad, (laughs) pretending to be a tourist in your own hometown is a great way to score chicks. Oh, they Um, did look like fucking dorks. Yeah. Real bad. But he he has like a Mad Libs kind of... um, Activity you can do for your backstory. Oh, wow. I love it. So it says, hi, I'm real first name. And then last name would be a bird of prey. And then I'm from compass direction, biblical locale, Midwestern or rectangular state. Go fight in woodland creatures. (laughs) (laughs) I love him so much. Yeah. I fucking love Barney. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's a great place to grow up, walking down Main Street at time of day and dropping a dropping in at three letter male names for some homemade diabetic dessert. <laughs> it's good. Perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's very good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time for third wheel, and we will have a special guest. 
How exciting. We will have a special guest with us. We'll have um, a third wheel. We will have a third wheel. Ayo. Um, and it will not be our super top secret guest. No. But still, stay tuned. It's going to be fantastic. Um, and make sure you send your legendary moments for third wheel to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. If you loved this recap, leave us a review on iTunes because that really, really helps people find us. And also be sure to subscribe. We're now on Spotify. Um, so you can subscribe either on iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify, and you'll never miss an episode. So many options. So many options. Listen, listen the, like your favorite way. Yeah. How, whatever suits you, you yeah. little snowflake. And I mean that in a positive way. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All. <laughs>